Sunny 16 presents. Welcome to episode 31 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 31. 31 only evokes one thing to me. It evokes the song 30 Days Has September, April, June, and November, and all the rest have? Mm, no. No. Okay. I was so going to say on. flavors. I was going to oh, say flavors. Yes, yes, yes. A- and, yes, and yes, I see. had we had the foresight to plan such a thing. Oh my gosh. We yeah. might have said 31 flavors of camera collecting. Oh, we would have so come up smart. with a way, but we didn't do that. You know, this is going to sound weird, but we should hire writers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just saying. It's uh, We probably it's, know we some probably good ones. We probably know a couple writers that could come on board <laughs> and be a real staff and we could break out into a room and, and discuss the yeah. opening lines. That's right. That's right. Uh, so listen, this is a great episode that's inbound. We're really excited. Oh, yes. We have an interview in the back three quarters mm. of today's show with a photographer, YouTuber, Instagrammer, TikToker named Sissy Lou. Amazing. This is a fantastic conversation. She is bright and energetic and knowledgeable and passionate. And you are going to want to hear this thing, guys. Oh, you got it. It's so good. She's amazing. We have a couple of things we want to cover, though, before we get to that, starting with a manageable mailbag. You're waiting for me to do the soundbite. But see, it's only taking me 30 episodes to learn that, you know, there's going to be a soundbite there. Well, I mean, I could take a beat. I could say a manageable mailbag, which is what I've been doing in the past, but I figured I would change it up. It's good. I like it. Let's start with our old friend, Rolf Tessum. He pointed us to an article in IndieWire talking about how the television show Euphoria is shot on ectochrome. Are you aware of this? Yes, I am. Yep. Talk to me about that because I wasn't aware. Okay. So when you see the show, it's everything everyone describes it as. It's edgy and... and, uh, (laughs) It's wild and they take crazy chances and on and on. But let me tell you, it's shot so well and in such an interesting manner. And they shoot on film. And when you see how they implement the film, you go, you know what? They should be shooting on film. That's That sort of adds to the entire feel of the show. It's actually almost like the visuals are a definite character in that show. Wow, I have got to check it out. Yeah. Just, you know, because I'm a dispassionate observer right. of the art scene. Right. I'm not going to be looking for anything prurient. Right. I'm going to look at it as a study in contemporary visual dynamics. Right. And Barbie Ferrer. Is the show good? Have you seen yeah. the show? Yeah, I've seen the show because Barbie Ferrer is in it, Maude Apatow's oh, in it. Oh, of course. And, yeah. And they are phenomenal in it. But I'll just going to leave it that you have to watch it and see. All right, I'll check it out. I will report After your draw opens, after you pick up your draw from the floor, you can tell me about it. Okay, I will check back on that. Perfect. Our friend Nico Ghirlando. Nico Ghirlando, I want to say a Italiano, but no. He is a food stylist, food writer, and photographer from Her Majesty's United Kingdom. Oh, cool. He said this. Hello from London. Having just listened to your Canon episode, followed by episode 30, I felt it only right to dig out my only once used Canonet rangefinder. Once used because, apart from the trigger wind, he didn't feel a connection with it. Not one to hold a grudge. He thought he'd give it another chance. He His main shooter is a Minolta Hymatic 7S that he loves, but he has never really bonded with this camera. He says he took it from the cupboard, cocked it, pressed the spongy shutter release. Nothing happened. He wiggled the lens. It fell off. The shutter fired. I managed to put the lens back on, whereupon the shutter fired well at all speeds. Then an aperture blade fell out of its housing. I think I'll just stick with not using the Minolta Matic 7S. Oh my goodness. Keep up the good work, Nico. His Instagram is Nicholas underscore Girlando, G-H-I-R-L-A-N-D-O. Check him out. His Instagram is great. Thank you, Nico. Look who's back. Rolf Tessum. Here's what he said. 
in the most recent show, there was a mention of individualized film speeds customized to one's own equipment and development. This was something neither of us, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe, neither of us really do that, right? He said, I've been through this exercise for a few common films, including Tri-X and HP5, and then he goes through his results and stuff. It's all very tech. But he says that he tried them all. He sent us some pictures. They are very beautiful. All I want to say is this. This is an extremely technically adept person. Did you see these photographs? Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Dude knows what he's doing. I was impressed. And I want to thank you, Rolf, for this explication. We have one more email from Rolf coming, which is why I am shorthanding this one. Coming up next. Wait, 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 wait. Is is Rolf a correspondent now? I mean, like, at what point do we go? Rolf's a correspondent. Because I have right two now, emails. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have two emails from April seventh, and I have a third one from <laughs> April eighteenth. I think he needs us. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. And we need him. Yes, we do. <laughs> Tom Northenskold said. Uh, Subject line, multiples of a camera body. Jeff and Gabe, I'm writing in about your open question about whether we keep multiple copies of the same camera body. I don't worry about having multiples of the same body, but I do have multiples in the same lens mount. This is so I can leverage a prime lens set across multiple bodies. I have six Nikon F-mount SLR bodies and four Olympus OM mount bodies. I would never do this. I have assembled a set of prime lenses in each mount, 28, 35, 50, and 85. Full disclosure, I actually have 50 millimeter primes for each camera body because I use them for teaching. The only exact copies in my collection are my two OM-1N bodies. As an aside, we used both those OM-1 bodies along with an OM-2N and Nikon N80 during the just completed Arts Month project, and he attaches some photos which are lovely. Gabe, does this make you want to reconsider owning multiples of the same camera for active shooting purposes rather than well, just collecting? I, I, I think it would. I, I honestly think that there's something. What interests me about that is the speed. Like, I really mm. feel like if I had different films and different cameras and I just felt like, you know, just from going for one, because I'm usually going from a Roloflex to a Leica. So it's a weird, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. There was a time when I had multiples of a couple of cameras, a Canon FTB, I had right. a couple of those, but I can't have them be exactly the same. <laughs> now, wait, is there a reason? Yeah, because of aesthetic pleasure. Oh, right. I had one in black and one in chrome. Right. I have had multiple Petri Color 35s, one in black, one in chrome. But you know what? I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Well. On we go. Next up. Martin McPherson. I'm sure he loves when I do this. Oh, boy. Subject line, smash hit podcast. You know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say it, it becomes true. We know that we have a smash hit podcast. Now people say it back to us. Yes. He said, Yes. Hello again, guys. I got to say, Jeff, please try the new Polaroid. I know it does not look like they're doing anything to better their films, but they are indeed improving. It's not original Polaroid of yore, but it's still worlds apart from the impossible days. That being said, it's stupid they seem to think Stranger Things crossover cameras are where it's at. I continue to support them, though, and picked up their newest, the Polaroid Go. It's so tiny, it's just fun. Polaroid Go. I would never buy it. I'm glad you're having a good time, Martin. As far as the death... Of FP100C and 3000B, have you guys heard slash tried one instant? Okay. (laughs) He attaches some shots that he has taken with one instant, including a shot of his infant child. Good for you, man. Nice. I, uh... I would not trust one instant with a photo that important. I think one instant is overpriced, underperforms... I just don't think it's very good. And as I mentioned in our Polaroid episode, it's like somehow we forgot how to do origami because you only get right. one right. shot per pack. Right. So I can't get on board with this. Just so you're he clear also said, your anger about the lack of manufacturing <laughs> of this film, it's like that's what you're saying. Like people are just going to hear blah, 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 blah. And it's yeah. like I'm mad at Polaroid. I'm mad at Polaroid. <laughs> Should I take a different approach? Do you catch more flies with honey? No, you don't. You actually don't. Uh, (laughs) No, you really don't. No, you don't. He said, also, Gabe, I enjoyed the stories about famous photos. Have you checked out Gregory Heisler's book, 50 Portraits? Yes. Yes, I have. Ah. Yes. 
Well, That's I awesome. need to investigate that. He said, yep. beautifully printed images with the stories behind them. He said, I was happy to hear you both on classic camera revival, but Jeff, no modifying cameras? How do we even use some cameras without modifying them? I added spacers and narrowed the film gate in a crappy old Kodak Jiffy 616 to use 120 film, which means panoramic medium format. Hmm. Okay, here's the thing. I said this in passing on CCR that I cannot see hacking a camera. Like the people who are hacking a Nikon FM to become a panoramic Nikon FM. No, I don't want that. <laughs> However, taking an old Polaroid where they don't make the film anymore, those first series Polaroids that use the Polaroid roll film, right. hacking those to be 4 by 5 cameras or whatever, I'm cool with that. I have rules is what I'm saying. <laughs> Not standards, rules. Would you hack a camera, Gabe, to bend it to your will? Mm, maybe. Mm, okay. No, that's a t that's really a tough one. It's like, you know, look, you and I go to these beers and cameras things, and we see people have hacked their cameras to we sure do craziness. We and sure it's the do. coolest thing ever. Sometimes they're just look amazing, but yeah. Mm. All right, on we go. Gilbert Townsend said, "The subject line, Gabe, you're going to get mad. Thirty is the new forty. Here's what he says." Hello, dreamers. I'm sure everyone has been screaming at you in emails about this, but I had to check, and yes, disc film is 40 this year. Gabe, were you wrong? Well, first of all, that's impossible. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you bringing it up, but uh, um, I'm sure, sure I could be wrong. Um, I mean... I wonder if, if only there were a global information interchange, a network, an internetwork. Uh, does this sound like something you that know what? could work? You know what? 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 He's absolutely right. 1982. <gasps> 1982. Oh, man. One mistake. <laughs> I mean, it's life, the only error we've mistake. made. You know, they say <laughs> that the... Arabic rug makers yes. would leave a flaw mm -hmm. in the rug because only Allah can make something perfect. Oh. That is this podcast. <laughs> only Allah okay. can make something perfect. So Gabe made one error. One error. And you caught it, Gilbert. And I did it on purpose. There you go. And he caught it. <laughs> and you win a mention on the podcast. We love it. Um, he also asked, have you used your 5x4? That's a tip-off that he's English. Have you used your 5x4 camera yet? Oh, yeah, of course. No. 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 I. First of all, the funny thing is that let's let's go with, with, with you know, everyone asking me about have I shot large format. So many friends have called me and say, hey, we're having a meetup on Thursday. Bring your 4x5. We're going to show you how to do it. And I'm like, I'm so terrified of that process that I always say, oh, I've got to do something. or oh, I'm gonna. So now... Kai has reached out on um, ah. Instagram, who we met at, you met at Beers and Cameras. Yeah. And he has a meetup coming up and I am going to go and I'm going <gasps> to bring the 4x5 and learn and see what I've been missing. Now, we don't know if it works, but I'm going to go and learn how to use it. I'm excited to hear how that goes. I know. I'm very excited about this. Thrilling. This is really fun. On we go. Hey, here's Rolf Tessum. Who's that? With regard to bulk loading, yes. he has some stats here from B&H. Basically, what he says is, when Kodak got into deep financial trouble some years ago, the company eliminated the discount that had always existed between bulk-loaded Tri-X ah. and pre-loaded cassettes. The discount has been reinstated to a degree, but not by as much as Ilford. And then he runs the stats. It's very interesting. The difference between the cost... Okay, the cost of a bulk-loaded Tri-X cassette... $8.33. The cost of a bulk-loaded HP5 cassette, $5.28. Yeah, that's and crazy. That's too much. That's too much of yeah. a difference. They, that's It's ridiculous. I mean, what, amazing. Like, what has happened? Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yep. I know. that. Thank you for running those numbers. He yep. also said, love the Canon show, but for the life of me, I don't get the obsession with the AE-1 over, for example, the A1. He's right about yeah, this. He A1. says the A1 has aperture priority, shutter priority, program mode, manual. Essentially, it has all the features found on modern cameras except autofocus, yet goes for much less money. He is right. I do find, though, A1s are going up in value. There was oh, a time yes. my, my son's friend bought one at the camera show with lens for $20. No, that's not happening that anymore. I looked them up the other night. Yeah. Yes. No. Alan Perez says, 
iPhone app recommendation. I think this is something you'll have a perspective on. He says, first of all, happy Passover. Thanks, man. Thank you. You may remember I recently asked about a 120 camera recommendation. I got stuck on which format, which to you, which to do, like six by six, six four five, six seven. He found an app that has helped him learn. It's called GoodFinder from Dora Goodman Cameras. Basically, this simulates the look through a viewfinder of any given camera. You choose the focal length and it will show you what it's going to look like. It's three ninety nine oh on the gosh, App Store. Have you ever used those? Fa- no, I just found it. <gasps> oh, this cool, looks right? fascinating. This looks really cool. Yep. You know, I have encountered these viewfinder apps for directing, you know, where yeah. you can basically yeah. show what it'll look like if you put on a lens. That is a great tip, Alan. Again, it is called GoodFinder from That's Dora great. Goodman Cameras. Thanks for the tip. Derek Leith wrote in and said, Jeff and Gabe, love the podcasts. I think I've been through them all, and some twice. No. (laughs) Can you believe that? Someone would listen to these twice. (laughs) He said, first, Jeff, do not buy a Hasselblad X-Pan. It's a fantastic camera. I took mine through the UK and Ireland and got some great photos, but then it just sat on my shelf. I sold it for over 5K. What? Oh, yeah. Use those funds toward a Leica MM246. No looking back. Oh, good. Bulk loading is a must if you collect and test those classic cameras. How else can you roll off 12 to 15 exposures? (laughs) He also just got a Voigtlander Vitesse which I have, super cool camera. And Gabe, he says, I just picked up a very cool Zeiss Icon Contorex Bullseye. Oh, that's exciting oh, to me. It's so pretty, mm-hmm. so pretty. Hey, let us know how you get on with those cameras, Derek. They are both beautiful examples. And finally, Craig Harper wrote in and pointed us to a video about how they make Kodak film. I do not want to read the URL. It is from a YouTube channel called Smarter Every Day, and it's from March 19th, and it's a three-part Kodak factory tour. The title is, How Does Kodak Make Film? I have not gotten through this because I don't have three hours to spare, but it looks very, very interesting. (laughs) Craig, thank you for the tip. And that closes... The mailbag. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Yes. We're going to call an audible here. Yep. We're 18 minutes in, and we have a 40-minute interview coming what up. Happened? We have a whole bunch of stuff to cover, but I guess we're going to push it to the next episode. What do you think, Gabe? I think we're going to have to push it to the next episode. We're going to push it to the but next episode. But I will episode. say one thing. I will say one yes. thing. Yes. So I'm going to start putting up some stuff that Marie Nikondo has... Uh, <laughs> has um, force me to put up for sale yes but what i want to say is whatever the prices are if you guys have a trade or something like that totally open you know we love the film community and if someone wants to trade something and you know totally fine with me and uh more stuff is coming we put a couple things up and and uh stay tuned i have a question yes are you only trading camera to camera or would you trade typewriter to camera or electric guitar to camera no typewriter to camera no typewriter to camera because Uh, if i get one more typewriter my entire office will sink from the weight of them all right Um, but what you're encouraging people to do is be creative with their yeah totally Okay. Totally. Be lenses, Gabe has whatever. put a couple of these up, and they are sexy cameras, guys. More Go to the coming. I Dream of Cameras Instagram and check them out. Okay, with that, would you like to talk about what comes up next, Gabe? What comes up next is our interview with Sissy Lou. Sissy Lou is an artist, a photographer. I, you, you'll hear her, and you will see her YouTube channel, which is how I found her and was so fascinated that... We get to go with her on her process. She's so creative and she's so passionate about photography that, you know, we're very excited for you to hear her. So up next is Sissy Lou. Welcome to I Dream of Cameras, Sissy. We're very excited to see you and hear you, obviously. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I dream about cameras all the time, so I feel like... (laughs) It's only appropriate for me to be on here. <laughs> when was your last camera dream, actually, since you mentioned it? Oh, that's tough. I feel like every night, big or small, <laughs> literally every night. You know what? Actually, last night, I'm pretty sure I dreamed about my Pentax 6-7 and I dropped it. And I oh, had no. like a, yeah, yeah I, have, I had like an anxious dream 
But now I just remembered. Literally every night, every every night is different.、Okay. But now I remember why I didn't really sleep well last night because, in my dream, I was being、uh, very clumsy, just as in real <laughs> real life as well. Also. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I came across. You from your you know underdeveloped on lovely YouTube. Oh no way! And and I love I you know I just love that you sort of go through your ex- your entire experience of photography and especially on the streets as you're doing it. So it like we I love to see you know you're deciding on the cameras. We go through all the emotions of approaching someone. Like、mm-hmm. I, yes. I, I I have to tell you like、um, you know to see on the streets is like. That's the one that that episode for some reason is just one I just love because we go through all the things we all go through、mm-hmm. when you're approaching someone on the street. I mean, yes, I'm sure there's very confident photographers out there, but most of the time it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to bother them.、Mm-hmm. I sort of want to approach them, but we get to see that, which is so fun. And then when you photograph them, I love that you either ask them something or get a little advice for them. It's such a great. It's so exciting to see and really, really, really fun, and and we get to see your process of taking pictures, and then we see the pictures. So, tell us a little bit about how you got started in film photography. Well, how I started,、um, well, I came from a digital photography background,、uh-huh. and I transitioning into film,、um, I think in late two thousand eighteen. And I officially start shooting film more seriously when really pandemic happened, or right before pandemic happened. And、mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, for me at least, for me, for someone who's younger and、uh, new to this whole film culture, I was really just keen to share my process because I I don't know what I was doing. I didn't I didn't <laughs> know nothing, and everyone around me was kind enough to share their knowledge. And I feel like for me to only take the knowledge was not fair, and so well, I had like small following at the time, and I didn't really care. I just wanted to share. Like I know I will learn a lot from the process, and I wanted to almost document it for myself in the future to look at that, being like, oh wow, like that was how I did it. And so I, I just start sharing what I was doing and. Especially photography, I feel like it's such a tight community. Especially when you share things, is the mentality of like if you know, you know. Like you said, like、right. like right. going up to someone and showing that every photographer knows the feeling, and every photographer knows the feeling that you don't get a good shot or you did get a good shot. Like all those、right. feelings are so shareable and relatable. And so for me, I basically put myself into just the public for everyone to see. Like being almost like on display for everyone to like share those emotion and to like see my process to really feel or sometimes if, especially during the pandemic,、um, everyone was trapped inside and、yeah. sometimes I was lucky enough to be outside or recycle some older footage and that just made me feel like I was out looking at myself that way and also、right. share the joy because you know photographer can't stay like like stay still. <laughs> For that long period of time, <laughs> so yeah, that's really just how I started it. Also, I feel like film photography a main attraction is just how beautiful the camera look. Like、oh, I,、yes. I have to be honest. I when I picked up that that Hasselblad, I was not expecting anything. Just I just want to have it, frankly. And what、that's... was what was that moment where you? What, like, what made you switch from digital to film? Like, where did you? I mean, just to try out film. What did you see? Someone that had a film camera. Did you try one out, or what was that? So my first film camera was given to me. It was a Nikon F three. It's actually just right here. Nice. Yeah. So this camera. Well. Oh, beautiful. We want one of those. I know. I had I had a crappy lens right now on it, but I have a whole drawer full of、uh, Nikon lenses. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So when I got this camera, it was in mint condition. It's the actual excellent A plus 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 plus. Like not、mm-hmm. not an eBay version. It's actually in just mint, like、right. new in box condition with everything with like the leather case and everything. That was in Pakistan. So when I traveled to there and the family that I'm staying with, they. Had one、um, a photographer, like a traveling photographer, left this camera、um, oh、a few、goodness. years back. 
and then they they thought it was only they they want me to have it because they know I love taking photos, and I I didn't know anything, and it was bad like it was not good to say no either. And I I was like, okay, it's a film camera. It's not worth that much at the time. I didn't know, so I say、right. thank you. I took it home, and yeah, like a few years in, then I. I bring it out. I ask my friend to teach me how to use it. So it wasn't really influenced by、uh, what I see online. It was、mm-hmm. just I had it in my closet. It was a gift, and I wanted to give a good life to the camera. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to have it just sit in the in the drawer for the, all this life. So I was just start using it. <laughs> oh, that's so great! And did you go? Did you go right from the Nikon F3 to getting a Hasselblad? Was that your next step? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're all right. You're our gonna, kind of people. That's you all are our、say. kind of people. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that thought process? Okay, you've gotten familiar with a 35 millimeter SLR with a built-in meter,、mm-hmm. and then you make a transition to a medium format、yeah. square. <laughs> With no meter built in, I would guess, right? Not in the beginning, no. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you made that selection? When you when you when you said thought process, my instant answer was there was no process of thought. <laughs> <laughs> there was no point A to point B. They were just. Something snapped in my brain, and I said, "I have to have it." <laughs> yes.、Um, it wasn't logical. It really wasn't. So、uh, th- there's a shorter version. There's longer version. Which which would you prefer? <laughs> longer. Come on, let's hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.、We、love it. So this was、um, 2020, the beginning of 2020. We didn't know what's gonna happen, and I actually at the time just traveled back to、uh, the U.S. I was.、Um, I was traveling back to China to see my parents, and on the way back, I received that my employer actually fired me when I was away. Oh! And so coming back, I was like, "Oh, oh, I have I have rent to pay." So I start selling my regular like、uh, my digital camera. So I had I had two Fuji T's XT something. So、mm-hmm. I decided to sell one that is older, a little older, and so. I met someone right outside the Vienna Beach.、Uh, found someone like who I、um, used to talk to, my a friend, and I say, "Okay, this is how much it is, and would you pay cash?" Met her outside of the store. She gave me cash, and with the cash, I was like, "You know, I'm just going to be an H for a quick second,、oh, just to、boy. look around."、Oh, it's over. If you looked at、That's、my、over. office, it's、right. all B and H. It's、yeah. all B and H. Right.、Yes. So when I was,、well, I went there. I actually have my Nikon F3 with me because I was like, you know, there's something that I wanted to、like, have it checked up. <laughs> go up to the used、uh, department, you know, the glorious、right. place. Oh my goodness! Standing right in front of it, they're asking me a few questions, and I just I couldn't hear anything. I saw this camera right on display. I said, "Can I、oh, look、boy. at that?" And they were like, "Ah, yeah, sure." They were like, "You don't know what you're talking about." I was like, "Yeah, I don't. I actually don't." <laughs> And I said, "Can I touch it?" And I, I was playing around. I, I see, like, I, there's no process, right? Like, I came from Nikon three, and I didn't even know how to, how Hasselblad functioned. I held it、yeah. in my hand, just like jungling around. And I just asked, "I was like, how much would this kind of camera cost?" And they say, "This much." And it was exactly the well, cash、yeah. that I just sold. <laughs> It's exactly how much got- I had in my pocket. Love it. And I hold it. I was like, "It's my rent money. It's my rent <laughs>、oh, money." Man, <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, and I, I, I struggled. I, 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 I stood there, and I just couldn't make a decision. I wanted, but I, I, this is my money that I sold to survive. And after like a long time, a couple of people came out from the back to kind of teach me how to use it, just to make me fall in love a little more, you know, like more and more and more. So great. Probably like close to an hour and a half later, and I said, "Okay, take my money." I put the envelope on the <laughs> on the counter, and I said, "Here you go." And they say, "But how about this? You take, you take it out." For a spin, if you don't like it, you can return it. And,、oh, wow. and I said, 
well, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would like it very much. But then they start teaching me. There were there was no light meter. Uh, they just start like teaching. I think the only thing they taught me was how to load the film. I walked right. out that store, and I start taking photos, a black and white row in in a Met. Yeah. And I got one photo I really love. The rest of them are, <laughs> you right, know how right, it went. Right. But from there, I was like, I I went back to the store. I say, okay, I'm keeping it. I'm not returning this. <laughs> so fantastic it's so great and i know look i've had many issues with bnh like sucking me in to get a camera and i love them and they're they're so nice because they say there's no pressure just just tell us what you like and mm -hmm. there's so many times i've been in that used department and chris or brent or you know Aww. it's always, it's always like uh can i see that can i see that sure Sure, and I never ever leave empty-handed. I just I can't. Know. It's There's so something. bad. I feel like all those cameras need a home, and that should be mine. I know. It's so great. I became I became friends with a lots of them, and now they just like oh, okay, the girl who wanted to try cameras, and <laughs> <laughs> they actually oh will let goodness. me try a bunch. And like uh, last, I think last year they let me try um six seventeen the Fuji, right? And yeah. I, I just I, I went into the store with like empty hands. I came out with like a big baby. And I was walking around like, what do I do with this? <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so what drives you to your next camera? Like, what makes you go, you know what? I have this and I have this, but I need another. Because oh this is gosh. what we are like every week. So <laughs> we always need another. I have to think about, well, I'm sitting right next to like all my cameras right now. And I have to remember <laughs> which one I get after Hasselblad. Because it's... Hmm. I think you know what I think the next one was actually it was a thrift store camera so I wasn't <gasps> I wasn't oh, actually wow. looking I was kind of looking for a camera but I wasn't like actively like searching to add another camera to my collection I just love thrifting in general and yes. I think it was in Long Island uh, actually rented a car just to go thrifting is one of those days <laughs> So you're serious, just like, yeah. serious thrifting, yes. Uh, but I think I got my money back though. Um, was walking around, and it wasn't at a camera like uh, selection. You know, like that part of the thrift store that was just like a random like display. I saw a string, yeah. a string hanging right. off the shelf. I was like, that is definitely a camera string. And someone was right in front of it, and I was like, excuse me, reached my hand over, and I it, there was uh, Olympus Mu One. For five dollar. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I was like, "Well, that's great." I at, at the time, I still also didn't really know point and shoot that well. I was like, right. "Oh, that's great." Put it back, and then after the day, I called my friends like, "Hey, I got I, I got camera for five dollar," and they all just like, "What is going on?" Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so great! And then um, thirty cameras surfed later. I have a whole truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh what wait 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 back 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 you have 30 now i have zero 30 I, um yeah i have 30 <laughs> 30 ish you're probably saying 30 -ish. yeah yeah 30 ish um it's a full drawer of point and shoot just like insert oh. that i got from thrift stores I a little addicted yeah. <laughs> and also i saw you this is right up jeff's alley you also uh do you still have the sx70 I, oh, I, I have three. Which oh, one did you, you mean? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. I, I would never insult you to think you just had one. That's so good. That's so fun. Do you like shooting Polaroid? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love it. So actually, you know what? The XS70 actually might came before the Olympus. It was um, it was a brown one, the basic XS70. Yeah. And someone, um, so someone messaged me on Instagram and said, oh, I found one in Texas. And I was like, do they have another one? And then he said, yes. And he just sent, I sent him money. I barely know the person at the time. Now we are internet friends. But I said, can I send you money? And can you let, him, let them like ship it to me? And a few days later, I got I got an SS70 fully That's functional great. for $30. It was a really good oh, deal. So great. So great. Now, let me ask you, <laughs> since we're on the subject, so you have a lot of cameras. I love that. That's great. <laughs> I'm very interested in the transition from shooting with a Nikon F3, which mm -hmm. I would imagine was not wildly different from shooting with a digital SLR. It was an easy transition. 
Yes. Yeah. But going from that to shooting with a Hasselblad, mm-hmm. that's se- with no meter, that seems like a very, very different sort of shooting experience. Did you find that you were, that it was training your eye differently? Did you find that you were choosing different types of subject matter with that camera? Did you find that people reacted to you differently? I'm really curious. Oh, I guess that. that that's a bunch of questions, and I have a bunch of answer for that. Um, go, go for it. <laughs> so, well, definitely. I always say, I always say, um, the best camera is what inspired to shoot mo- the most. And right. Hasselblad was one of those cameras that every time I look through that viewfinder, is screaming, is begging me to take photos of anything I see. So. Right. It wasn't um, definitely there is a bump there. There is like a, a awkward transition, but almost it's almost giving you a whole new perspective that you don't think of it as as how to do how to transition from one thing to the other. It's almost like I'm starting this new, and how I how can I make the most fun out of this? So wasn't really thinking about the square format in the beginning. It's really just that impact from the ground glass. When you see something so physical, you know, like F3, you're still looking through a viewfinder from an eyepiece and you still kind of feel like it was a screen. Screen Like from DSLR to mirrorless, it still has the same like effect, right? But then seeing something from the waist level and something that's so creamy and the lit like from the actual like scene, that made you feel like you're in a whole new dimension almost. That like you don't feel like you're taking photo. I always say that um, Hasselblad, it becomes an observer between me and my subject. Uh, it right. becomes just there, like when I was walking around. And yes, when I walk around the Hasselblad, there is a lot of eyes on you. This camera yes. is not really meant to be on the street. And I did not know that. And I think I, I had like I had a lot of beginner's luck from doing a lot of things that um, a lot of people typically won't do. And at the time, I just frankly ignorance. I didn't know anything, so I brought it on the on the street. A lot, a lot of people are curious, and especially if you're familiar with my work, you know I love photographing older people. Yes. So yes. when they see like a legendary camera like this, they always wanted to talk. They always like was so glad to see something that they are familiar with in their age. And when I could strike a conversation, I love to talk. It really just bring me closer to my subject who I'm taking photo of. And um, it just give me more opportunity, honestly. Like people shout you out in New York fashion. They say, oh, yeah. hey, good cameras. And I was like, That's hey, so you great. know what's up? <laughs> oh my goodness. Now tell me a little bit about how you sort of met your film community in New York. Like how, you know, how do you get to meet other photographers and get more information? Is it online? Do you run into people? Like, how did you start that group? So in the very beginning, I actually, I had a bunch of friends from church who are interested in photography. And oh, I was I was actively involved in um, serving as a photographer in church. And uh, within that group, there was a bunch of really good film nerds. And I mm-hmm. now am one of them. At the Perfect. time, I was like, okay, when I think about film, I, I immediately think about who I can go to. So they start they started to kind of teach me the very basics and most of them works in cinema. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot to learn from them. Just not, not just from like a photography perspective, but just cinematic and like cinematography and how to use light meter, all that kind of stuff. And I was really, really grateful for that. And since then I learned they literally taught me every absolutely everything that I I was I like now I owe to them all the knowledge and then is from social media since I start sharing all my process I think a lot of people were interested to see and a lot of time they will teach me things either is in comments in dms and I I learned it that way and I, I love to talk so when I respond and when we chatted for a couple of times we could become friends and that's, that's kind of like how I met the community. And it just keep moving to then a lot of people from B&H. They tell me right. also everything about 
just like I always have like crazy ideas I brought to them, and they would be like, "Okay, this is possible, and this is impossible." Now, now we have to find a middle middle ground. So yeah, that's kind of just I I was open to learning, and I think that's the best thing you can do as a photographer, no matter the skill level. Like once you have like a heart that's open to learn, you always find teachers like literally everywhere you go. Oh, that's great! Also, I love in your videos when you run into friends. Oh, like I love yes. when you run into friends, <laughs> and there's a particular friend that I think I reached out to in New York、uh, when I went to do Fashion Week, and that's Ryan from Twelve Rolls. <gasps> oh my god! I mean, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, he is like, like I'm telling you, like you know, just going to Fashion Week and just following, you know, the other Bob and you know things like that, and going through these. These social media and they're just—I love their photography. I love、yeah. that they know the models and they—it's just—it's—it's it's such a fun thing. But I love when you run into people and they're just <laughs> there with their cameras. They got their—they got、I、their、know. film cameras and someone had a contacts and、oh. and then you were in Bryant Park and you,、mm-hmm. or, you know and then Washington. You just run into people and it's just fun to see that community because. You know, you forget New York is. You know, Los Angeles, where we are, is so spread、mm-hmm. out. But you can just walk out of your apartment in New York, and you're just gonna. You will run into people, especially <laughs> other film photographers. It's so great. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, like, so I started the name Lady with a Hasi as a joke because my name is Sissy, and someone just like <laughs> Sissy Hasi. That sounds like、right? uh, like a joke, and I was like, that's a great. Tagline as a joke <laughs> for my Instagram, but I think also that became kind of how people remember me, even on the street. They were like, "Okay, is that girl with a hustle blood, or that girl with like, like a big camera?" So it's easy for me for people to spot me, and I also just call people out on the street all the time. People probably、right. think I'm crazy, but I think I'm just gonna blame saying that's a New York thing.、Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would just call out everyone. Like at Fashion Week, I would walk on the street and be like, "Hey, that's a nice camera," and I would like left and right, I'd be like, "Cool camera, cool camera. Tell me a little more about the camera. Can can you tell me what's your favorite stock?" Can you tell me, like, what's your favorite trick? What do, you, how do you like meter your subject? What do you, do you like to shoot overexposed, underexposed? Like, I, I talk to people, I learn from them, and people remember me because I'm not just another photographer who's maybe too proud just to pass by them and don't talk、right. to them. So yeah, that's how I made friends. And Ryan, oh, I miss him. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. It's it's so cool, and especially in Fashion Week, it's such. It feels like such a club, especially the film photographers, because you know, over at, you know near Spring Studios or St. John's Lane or any of those places, that they're just all there, and you're just like <laughs> every format of camera you can imagine. Oh my there, goodness! Which is like the coolest thing. So, I love talking to、uh, to everyone there and the men and women that are just with all different kinds of cameras. It's so much fun. Exactly, <laughs> Sissy. It really strikes me listening to you talk about. Not just your relationship to photography, but also your relationship to your subjects and other photographers. You seem very outgoing, and <laughs> it's interesting. There's sort of a stereotype about photographers that they tend to be kind of introverted, introspective. They hide behind their camera, but you seem very different than that. You seem like you actually are looking to forge connections with people through photography. Do you think that's an accurate assessment of like what photography means to you? Wow, that's that's a big question. What I I, I don't. I'm good at big questions. <laughs> I love that. It's very challenging, but it really made me think. I am extrovert when I'm outside, and、mm-hmm. I definitely I definitely have my introvert time when I'm alone. But、right. um, I, I feel like the the reason I want to connect with people on the street is because I see a lot of not so good representations of street photographers. Or just like a lots of professional photographers, and、right. I want I don't want to I want to kind of break the the character. I want to break the impression how people think of like photographers in general, because I mean, so sometimes I'm in front like I'm often behind the camera, but sometimes I I do have the chances being in front of the camera, and so I I know how it feels to be um to be photographed. And I know how how it feels when photographers sometimes they don't know what to tell you, or sometimes、right. they, they they click click and 
as a model, you don't. Sometimes you need. It's helpful to have instruction and to have that connection with the person behind, because the camera is only a tool. Like it needs an operator, and the operator really works. It tells a lot, you know. It shows up in the photo, and so knowing that、uh, interaction from in front of the lens, and I wanted to. I want whoever standing in front of my lens. Almost ignore my tool. I, I want I want my photograph to show more of the communication, the the interaction, and rather than、um, obviously being you know composed in a way. And so so that's why I, I try to encourage myself to connect and to to actually be extrovert because I think it's always easier to connect with someone who actively talk behind a camera because <laughs> when you meet a stranger, it's hard. If you're both kind of quiet, I mean, sure, introvert love to talk to introvert, but on the street in a split second, it would be easier if I could、um, strike the conversation. If I could、um, do my best to lead to ask more questions, and just like interview, like I'm, I really appreciate you asking me all those hard questions because it really made me think. And I think a conversation was will be like this conversation will become very different if we're just like. Chilling and chatting over a, co- a cup of coffee, but、right. it depends. So I'm not completely an extrovert, but I am when when the time needs me to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so great. That's really clear. I mean, as Gabe said at the top, it is really inspiring in your street photography videos to see not only your technical proficiency, but the effort you make to forge a personal connection with everybody that you photograph. I find that a lot of times that sort of observational stance. That a lot of people take in street photography is about creating distance,、mm-hmm. and I think in your case, it's actually about closing that distance.、Mm-hmm. Like you're not just content to take the picture; you talk to the man on the park bench and ask him how his day is going, and ask him about his interesting hat that he's wearing.、Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so dear, and that that personal risk that you take. You know, in reaching out to someone, I think it shows in your work. It shows in the light in the eyes of your subjects. Thank you.、It's、really impressive. Thank yeah, you. Amazing. And also, I think that there's a lot of photographers out there, and also YouTubers that yeah, they don't. There's no mistakes. It's literally、mm. they have no issues ever loading film. They have no issues, you know, <laughs> missing a photograph on and on. And to see for you to let people see that, like, look, we're all human. We've、mm-hmm. all made a million mistakes, and that's how we learn. But I think it's great because I think that's how other photographers, and I think that's what attracts them to your channel, is that you're able to see the whole process. And I think that's really awesome. I, I really love that. Now I have to ask you this:、mm-hmm. How I have a big issue with. What camera I'm going to walk out of my house with? <laughs> oh, does he have? Oh, this, issue? this is an issue for many, many episodes. It's like,、oh. you know, and what if this happens? And what if there's a, you know, something that comes up, and all of a sudden I have to photograph some special blah blah. How do you make the decision of what camera you take out, and more importantly, what bag you're going to use? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any better answer for you. I, I feel like we're struggling the same thing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. this is very tough.、Um, <laughs> this is a very difficult question. I, I, especially, you know, this especially when you travel. Especially、oh, when、it. you travel, because、like, you're gonna, you're convinced you're gonna forget something. Oh、right? my gosh, I, I, I will make like five phone calls to the people who are like, who knows my shooting habit. I'll be like, you name a camera, you name a camera,、right. and then、so、I will call like five other posters and be like, you eliminate one camera, you eliminate one another camera, because <laughs> I just cannot choose. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, again, I think whatever camera that. At that current moment, inspire me to want to shoot more. It's、right. always the one I want to bring out because I mean,、um, I mean, my Nikon three is the the one that does it all. But sometimes、right. because it's such a familiar, easy operational camera, and sometimes I will get bored of using it. You know, like oh, like you know, I know like, how to use this. Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like I'm on a job. You know, like I'm on a gig.、Right. When I bring that camera, I'll be like, okay, yeah, it's it's whatever. 
But、uh, sometimes I will suddenly be like, "Oh, what about this whole day? I only shoot Polaroid. Like, what what, what would that happen?" And that、right. that like excites me. And like for me, I can never really fake a work. Like if I don't feel like shooting, I can't bring myself to shoot anything on the street that day. And when I'm excited, when I'm in a good mood, when I When the weather is like nice and everyone's happy, I I would shoot like maybe two or three rows. So and that really depends, right? Right before I go out, I try not to bring more than three because I think three will be the absolute <laughs> maximum, right?、Um, right. Yeah. For my shoulder, basically.、Um, <laughs> depends on the oh the bag. That's actually a really interesting question that you brought it up. I don't like to bring a camera bag. That's、Smart. a. <sighs> Is that is that am I、Yay. am I in the club? Okay, good. <laughs> Gabe has four hundred bags. I have one. <laughs> What yeah, kind of bag? What's that one bag you have? I have a donkey bag that will hold one camera and two lenses. Very nice. That's it. And I and it's and most of the time, if I'm bringing a camera in a bag, it is usually not a proper camera bag. Yes. Like I have a Swiss Army bread bag. <laughs> That I use as my camera bag, but I don't like to have the camera in the bag at all. Right. Like I want it in my hand. Exactly. Exactly.、Right. And I usually don't bring more than one either.、Ooh. This is a big dichotomy that we talk <laughs> about. Wait, show, you mean、so. like not more than one? But like, is there like point and shoot counts as another one, or do you usually have a backup? Just one. I don't usually have a backup. Wow. I don't usually. It's ridiculous. The stake is so high. I, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I like it that way. Yes. I like to ride the edge, man. I mean, we shoot film. We get it. <laughs> yes.、Uh, oh my god. Okay, wait. Go back to the bag, because so few people、yeah. will talk about bags with Gabe. I really want to give him <laughs>、oh. this special moment before we wrap up, because you're actually going to talk bags with him. He's going to、yeah. be so happy. Well, well, actually, this is funny you mentioned. I am actually in development of my own kind of bag. And I haven't、I'm、really told、so、any. I haven't told anything <gasps> online yet. This so is this so is great. <laughs> Very so, exciting.、Um, yeah, I, I don't like a camera bag just because、um, I I want an, a piece that will complete my outfit and doesn't make me look like a photographer. Fantastic. I feel I feel there is a barrier, and that's going back to what we talk about, like、um, finding people on the street and finding the connection with people on the street. A lot、right. of times, I found out if I dress myself more like a journalist, and I, I do have a few outfit I can put myself into looking professional, and people felt the distance. They don't know what you're up to, and for、right. the what for the kind of work I do, I want I want people to trust me. And、right. maybe having that like stereotype of okay, you're a journalist, you're digging out a story for your benefit. That's the least thing I want people to think of me. And so having a camera bag really like kind of sold me out right away. With also、right. intimidating camera like the Hasselblad or the Pentax, they would just look at you. They would stay. They would stay clear like two blocks away from you.、Right. Um, so so I'm trying to develop something, and it's、uh, in this early stage. But I'm trying to roll out maybe、uh, before the summer ends.、Uh, an easy bag. Yeah. So like I, you see pretty camera bag, but I don't see. A pretty or like easy bag that's not a camera bag, you know, like but、yep. could be used for photographers and especially for film shooters. So I'm trying to come up with a clever design that's suitable for film shooters, but not only exclusive for us. Anyone、right. can have it. So that's kind of a goal, and we shall see、Love、what it, it looks like. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. And and also,、yeah. you know, the other fun thing is when you're.、Uh, When you're vlogging, we get to see sort of how that process is, <laughs> and I will say, even though there is no such thing as a self timer, but some people believe in them, like <laughs> like you, like you and Jeff believe that there's some use for that.、Um, yes. You have done amazing self portraits with <laughs> your self timer, and I have just ready for the first time used a self timer like <gasps> a couple weeks ago at Jeff's. Yeah, yeah. What was the? It's amazing. What was it for? We just took a picture of us and our composer Fred Corey,、oh. and we just、yeah. took a picture. And I was like, I'm always like, oh, who uses a self timer? Oh my god! I'm like, 
It's been a big topic of discussion. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's been Thank a big you. topic of discussion on the show. And and it's a big step for Gabe mm-hmm. to use a self-timer. And we're hoping to kind of continue to bring him along. We'll Can I ask you, like, what, do you use it for long exposure when you forgot the cable? Like, that could be a use as well. Yes, it could be. Yeah. For Jeff. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. I never bring a cable release. Right? Yeah. And also, I mean... <laughs> I hesitate to admit this, but if it look, if I'm on shot number 36 and I'm looking to finish the role, I will set the camera on a rock and take a picture of myself. Why are you just, not? I just want to finish the role and maybe something interesting will happen as exactly. a result. Right. And, and as photographer, you know, we don't get a lot of photo of ourselves. So you have to treat no, that's yourself. That's right. No, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Exactly. Maybe I'll use it a third time in my life. Um, <laughs> also, now, Sissy, let's let's get to, to a few things like what's your favorite film stock like what do you like to use oh that's a dangerous question because i feel like (laughs) (laughs) i have a a very distinct favorite and i never stopped talking about it um i loved past tense uh fuji profound age and that oh yeah that was the only stock i shoot uh when i when (gasps) when it was still when it was producing at the time that's the only only stock i put in my hustle blood i I just find that stock so absolutely gorgeous like the green the red you get and right i realized that i use a lot of green and red in my photographs so it's the best representation and when that happened i called everyone to kind of like try to get me pack and I was ready, ready to spend thousands on them, but no right. one was quick enough. So I, ha- I have some, I have some in my fridge um, that's taking over right. most of my fridge. But currently, so after that, I was in the search for a second favorite, something that's still hopefully in production for a longer time. And I found myself really liking Lomography 800. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not really a, popular stock especially in media format shooters or it's not really rated as a professional film stock also i don't believe but when i'm shooting i love overexposing one stop and that brings out the shadow then lifted the shadow because the stock itself is very pastel-y and mm-hmm. the, the shadows are almost like teal blue and it, it separates my photograph from other things let's say kodak mm. and portraits and and overexposing that really like i always say that stock made me feel so breathable like especially overexposing that stock it's so breathable it's a fresh like Hmm. yeah like fresh air kind of kind of feeling and i quite like how it looks on different skin tones and that's one thing i really i'm picky about that just because a lot of um, stock that doesn't really look good on me and so when i when i shoot with like people on the street, especially in the city of New York, like you, you run into all kind of pe- people. Like some people, sometimes, sometimes people even paint their face all in different colors. And I want, I want something that could be useful in every scenario, you know. So right. 800 film, really versatile. Like I don't push or pull in the lab. I just don't do it in camera. So when I during the day, I usually shoot at 400. And if I absolutely have to, if I see something, I can still shoot at 800 as a lower light. And right. yeah, it, it's a beautiful versatile. But then I found that I actually quite like the new Go, Go 200. I actually have one right here. I was oh, going to yes. say. This is the thing. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. That's it's, so great. I look forward to seeing what you do with that. Oh, because it's good. I have not, I have only shot that sporadically, even in 35. Mm. So Ooh. really curious to see what you do with you that. You know, I found, so I, I did a test with the 35 ne- right next to the 120. It looks so different. The result looked oh, very wow. different. Like it's almost like the 35 will actually want to be underexposed. It's really strange. And mm. this one, they say it's not like it's consumer film. I think it's better than Portrait 400. Ooh. Wow. I don't That's know. Amazing. Might be controversial. That's great. Ooh. I like it. And, I like it. And what is your go-to lab in New York? Ooh, my go-to lab. Can I keep yeah. my absolute go-to a favorite, like a secret? And I'll tell you the second yeah. favorite. Totally, <laughs> absolutely. But when I come out to New York, you'll have to just point me in that direction. Yes, yes I will right. let you know. I will okay. DM you in private. What's your second one? 
I have a really good one. And we, I we, first of all, we know this scenario very well because we mm -hmm. have a repair person. Ah. Yeah, that we won't tell. That we won't tell about. anyone about. Yeah. I will we'll tell, tell you. Is great. Yes. I will DM you in private. He or she. <laughs> He or she, he or is, she great. is great. Exactly. Mm. But we will not tell anybody about him or her. <laughs> yes, exactly. we know. All right. So, what is your second favorite? <laughs> it's Picture House, the small dark room. Yes. Oh. Yep. Yes. Yep. They are in Chelsea. So, you probably are very familiar yep. with that place. And they are very knowledgeable people. They've been there forever. And yep. I, they, they also one of my mentors who taught me a lot of things in printing and in development. And um, their scans I found are the most value that I get out of my money. And they yep. give mm. you a really so they give you a really flat scan usually. Usually, and right. you know a lot of time when you go to any like uh, I, I tried a lot of labs like uh, Color House Bleaker. Those are great labs, but the saturation they give out of like straight scans or so um final uh, if that's right. a, like a way to describe it like they already made their mind of how your photo should look like or how yeah. how oh, they I think know. Yep. yeah yep. and i just you know like it's cool like for a lot of shooter they they don't want to do they want to do minimal work that's great but for me like i was at the scenario when i shot it i i have a vision how i, I want it to be so when they deliver when the lab deliver like a relatively flat scan it gave me a lot more room to to make it back to what it looked like that day yeah. that i shot it and i totally. do very minimum like uh editing on them but they just it, the quality is so good it gives it i mean you would know gabe <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Well, I have to tell you, like, first of all, you have to come back on the show. I think that's yes. a must. I mean, we would love to have you back. And um, please tell everyone where they can find you in your YouTube channel and all that stuff. Yeah, well, so we have a YouTube channel, me and a few friends who are very nerdy about film photography, and we are really not afraid to share <laughs> all the failure on the journey of film photography is called underdevelop. So it's uh, develop is without any vowels. We, we thought it's cool. We thought it was hip. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's we, we wanted to share. We wanted to share like our process and we wanted to, to show you that we are all still under the development of like film, you know, we so we're never stop learning. We, we, we are really all students in all different levels. And so that is where you can see a lot of more in-depth, more nerdy content and it. on, it's on YouTube. And other than that, if you just want to catch a daily uh, update from me, Instagram or TikTok, both under sissy underscore Lou, uh, that's S I S S I underscore L U. So I, I love to kind of just share my goofy side on there sometimes. <laughs> and also is where you can see most of my work collectively, like on your screen. And so that would be the easiest place to find me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Great. Well, we are so thankful and appreciative you joined us today. And uh, everyone, please check out Sissy Lou on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok because uh, you will love it. Oh, thank Thanks you. so much for joining us. Thanks for your great energy. It is just a delight to hear your enthusiasm and passion and knowledge for photography. It's it's infectious. So thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I mean, you can tell I can never stop talking about photography. So <laughs> that's fine a time if we can get in person. Let's uh, bring all our cameras, <laughs> three of our sure. cameras and talk forever about film, please. It's, it's a deal. So good. <laughs> mm. And we're back. Oh my God, she's that so was great. great. She's so great. Thank you. Oh my God, thank you for getting her. I feel like she could be the third Beatle. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's amazing. Her energy's great and so fun to talk to. Yes, we will post the links to all her various places you can find Sissy in our show notes. Speaking of which, last time we neglected to do our thank yous and contact oh, info, so, so let's do it. Who do we have to thank? Well, we have to thank someone named Keith Greenstein who gives us our amazing look and our feel of our site and our merch, which we love. And of course, Fred Corey, who gives us our sound. And if you notice, Jeff Greenstein is a wizard at putting in these uh, <laughs> amazing Fred Corey sound bites. So 
listen and you will hear all these original sound bites we are very lucky to have. Yes. Okay. And here's the contact info which we left off, which resulted in a lighter than usual mailbag. Okay. You can always email us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Check out idreamofcameras.com for all your merchandise and episode needs to learn more about us, all that stuff. Gabe on the Instagram is Gabe Sachs. I am S. Jeff Greenstein. Jeff Greenstein, I, I didn't even look for it, okay? But <laughs> Jeff Greenstein, if you Google Jeff Greenstein, there's me and there's a felon. The felon is spending his way up the search results. He probably has Jeff Greenstein on Instagram. Don't go there. Don't. Leave S. Jeff alone. Greenstein is me. And of course, the show where you can find some of the Marine Icondo spurred <laughs> offloading stuff. I don't even thingies. I've lost my Just I've lost thingies. my verbs. It's thingies. Thingies. Yes. Is I dream of cameras on Instagram. This has been episode 31. It's so amazing. 31. Oh my God. How did we get here? I have Why no idea. Why did they idea. let us do this? I don't know, but we're very, very, very lucky. It's very exciting. We are indeed lucky. Yeah. All right, Gabe, take us out of here. I just want to say, now this is an actual thing. Usually I say nothing, um, but I will say this. Hopefully you've just listened to Sissy and you're inspired to just get out there and take pictures. It, it's just, she's so inspiring. And when you, again, watch those YouTubes, you'll see that she's just gets out there and she's as nervous as all of us to go approach people and ask them to take, you know, if they'll let her take a picture. So just get out there and shoot and enjoy your camera no matter what it is. If it's $5, enjoy it. And if it's $10,000, try and enjoy it. <laughs> Great advice. It's spring. Get out there. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>